Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Jacob Stover, and this is the podcast Emerging Disciples. I'm back with another episode. Um, I feel so just relieved, so relaxed. I don't know uh, the best word. I'm grateful. Um, I finished my I, I submitted my last assignment for the semester. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to just not have something due at Sunday at 11.59. Um, although graduate school is a little different with the due dates uh, sometimes, but I'm excited um, just to be done with that for a little while. I'm taking a Maymester course, um, so it's going to be short-lived. That's going to start, like I think it's next week, not, not this upcoming week, but the next week. So um, I do get a little bit of a break, but um, then I get to start again. So I'm going to really cherish this full week of just no due dates um, for anything and just enjoy it. Um, But I hope y'all have been doing good. Um, I've been really busy. I mean, I've been noticing that these episodes are kind of coming out like longer than just a week apart they're kind of like 10 days or something like that but that's just like i mean that's that's what works for me so that's what i'm going to keep doing um and hope that y'all can just tune in whenever you can even though the release date is going to be on like a bunch of different days i think i've done a couple on sunday but i know i've done just a few on each and every day but i just thank y'all for listening thank y'all for tuning in um Life has been pretty good. Life has been um, pretty, I'm I'm grateful for the things that have been happening in my life um, recently and things like that um, with God opening up some doors uh, for me to walk through. Also, it's going to be storming out soon. So hopefully I finish this podcast before it starts going really bad or like getting really loud. But um, maybe it'll just make it sound more epic, the episode, with a little bit of thunder rolling in the background. But I just barely made it home from church um, before it started, like, storming real bad. It was lightning, and, like, the as the lightning strikes were coming down, like, the whole, like, it went from darkness to light, like, instantly. And so I just think that that was so cool um, just to see that and to be able to not not die from it but to ex- experience it from a distance as long as it's far away from me the lightning strikes are pretty um so anyways so i just want to read this passage and then we're going to kind of get into like talking a little bit about it um i'm not going to go too long knock on wood um because i get long-winded sometimes but we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 and this is Paul's letters uh Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus. Um, and so let's let's kind of see what Paul was telling the Ephesians. Uh, last week, we talked about judging others. Um, there are some things I would like to include that I probably left off of that. But um, I'm going to kind of tie that in with this as well. Um, so this is instructions for Christian living by, by Paul. This is in chapter 4, verse 17. And I'm just going to read until the end of the chapter. So it says, let me scroll up to, okay. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. 
They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality uh, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in, in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true and righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must no steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up in according uh, others up in according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So that's a lot, um, a lot to tackle, um, things like that. But kind of starting out, he's telling he's telling the church of Ephesus to like, to live differently, to live in a way that is against the world and to not live as they used to, as the Gentiles do, right? Um, because the way that they live, it was leading to destruction. And so now that you've heard this message, right, he's saying that, um, you know, they, they were ignorant to the fact because their hearts were hardened and they lost all sensitivity and they just indulged in everything and sensuality. So they just cared about what they felt and uh, didn't really care about anyone else or things like that. Um, they're greedy, things like that. But he's saying, however, this is not what you've learned. So once you've learned it, um, Paul, like once you've learned this thing, like this is kind of going back to last week when we were talking about judging others. Once um, someone says they're a Christian and they've been taught the truth, then they are held at a different standard than when they were in ignorance. So like at first they're in ignorance to their sin. And then once they're taught the truth of the gospel, they have no excuse. Um, and so you can hold them accountable. Like Paul is holding the Ephesians accountable here. Um, he doesn't want the Ephesians to continue to live how they used to, but rather to live in the way that he was taught um, or in the way that they were taught about Christ. Um, and so he's telling them, put off your old self and get rid of um, and, and, and put off your old self because it's full of just deceitful desires. Um, in James chapter one, it talks about how um, our sin, like our sinful nature, you know, comes from like and temptation comes from like our temptation comes from our sinful nature and our evil desires. And so like us as humans, we have evil desires, right? We have like, we want to be the the best in the room or like that's pride, right? Or we want to look 
at people lustfully um, or things like that. Like we have evil desires in our heart. Um, we have good desires too, like the desire to be married. That's not a bad desire. Um, but we also have a desire like, it, uh, like as young people, we have a desire to, um, you know, make a name for ourselves or things like that. But that's not really why we're here. We're not here to make a name for ourselves, but rather make Jesus's name known. Um, things like that. So there are good desires and there are bad desires, but you can't really tell the difference of those unless you're in scripture and unless you know the truth, right? Which he says, when you heard about Christ and you were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. So the truth is in Jesus. Like Jesus is the truth. When Jesus makes that claim, right? In the gospels where um, I think it's in John where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I don't want to get that wrong. Wow, why do I not know the um, scripture? That's crazy. Okay, yeah, it's John 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, But anyways, so like Jesus is the only way, guys. Like once you hear the truth, you got to be all in um, because otherwise you're just going to be filled with you know, shame, guilt, um, different things um, when you give in to your old self and your deceitful desires because God has put in a new desire in your heart, and that's to follow Him, and that's to please Him. So whenever you please your evil desires, you're doing the opposite of pleasing God, which is going to just cause a major conflict in your life. And I've done it before, um, and I feel like Christians, like I feel like you guys can sympathize with this, like, as a Christian, when we mess up, it's a little bit more amplified, like when we sin and things like that, because we know better, like versus like someone who is in ignorance and in the world and who doesn't doesn't know about Jesus or at least about the gospel. Right. And so they like don't have like they they don't have that same knowledge that we do. And so like there's a more like as we gain truth, as we gain scripture, we start to become more and more aware of how sinful we are. And so I think that's like, it's a hard thing to tackle, but it's also a good thing um, because it brings those things to light. And then he's, he's telling us to, to um, he's, he's encouraging them to, to, to put, um, put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. So don't lie anymore. Um, I feel like it's so easy to lie um, that you really just have to guard against that. Um, and and you, ha- you have to really just try to speak the truth. Um, but let's kind of talk about that a little bit because there's speaking the truth, right? Which is the right thing to do. But, you know, there's a right way to speak the truth, right? Um, he says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body in your anger do not sin so i think it's i don't think it's coincidence here that paul follows up with speak truthfully to your neighbor with in your anger do not sin because like because like he doesn't he he just told you to speak truthfully right but it's going to be hard to speak truthfully and without bias or things like that if you're angry like and so in your anger, do not sin. I feel like when you're angry, it's hard to be self-control, which is the last fruit of the Spirit. In in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, 
the fruits of the spirit are outlined love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness um what is it gentleness and self-control so um so like as as you're speaking truthfully make sure that you're not you know angry so that you don't sin like you don't do it in a wrong way do not let the sun go down while you are still angry i think this is an interesting um verse you know i think that this means like you need to at least address like your anger um and become like calm before you just like go to sleep um this doesn't mean that you're going to solve the problem but it means that you need to like diffuse the situation if that makes sense like um yeah so i would say diffuse it before you just go to bed but um things like that like you don't have to solve the whole problem but diffuse it and do not give the devil a foothold and this is like an applicable question to all of us um and i think all of this is applicable um to any christian listening um because you know this is paul talking to the christians in ephesus and so like what is giving the devil a foothold you know like what does that look like well i think it's any area of your life that the devil still has a part of like anything in your life that's keeping you from uh walking with christ like i think i don't think it's a coincidence here where he says foothold because paul throughout his letters likes to reference like a race right like run the race um finish the race you know um and he talks about walking and step with the spirit things like that so he's always talking about walking or moving or racing or things like that and so it, it just shows that as a christian our life is not just standing still and just waiting to be beamed up to heaven um but rather it's you know active in you know making disciples loving one another um love your neighbor as yourself things like that um going and um preaching the gospel it's an active life like you can't just you can't be a lazy like yeah, i guess you can be a lazy christian but it's not it's not for god's glory if you are um and i would define a lazy christian as not seeking not seeking out discipleship so not trying to be discipled um not going to church um not reading your bible um not praying i would say that those things those are spiritual disciplines that like you're feeding the spirit that's in you and i think that like if you're not feeding it as that then you are kind of what i classify as a lazy christian i've been that multiple times um before so i don't want you to think that i'm just coming at you but um anyways so anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with your hands that they may have something to share with those in need. I think that this is applicable to more than just like people who used to steal things. Um, because I think that like, I think Paul is saying replace like, like, you know how your old self and your new self, like you replace your old self, like you put off your old self, like it was like this coat and you put on your new self and you don't wear the old coat anymore, if that makes sense. So you're replacing it with something. So as you're getting sin out of your life, as you're getting like, okay, stealing out of your life, you're replacing it with working hard and giving, you know, to others. Like, um, I think that that's applicable. And I think that, you know, that can be expanded upon, like I just did, like for any sin in your life that you struggle with, maybe it's lying. Okay, maybe now you replace lying with telling the truth and being honest you know um and really seeking that out 
like you have to really diligently replace that with something else. Um, same thing with like pornography or things like that. Replace it with something else. Like don't like stop doing that and start doing something else with it. Not saying just fill your life with busyness so you, that you don't sin because in and of itself, if you're taking your eyes off God, like that can lead you into more sin. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that you should replace like evil desires or bad things and start feeding your good desires um, with that same energy or time or money that you were spending on the bad thing with a good thing. Um, and then Paul says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, listen, listen. Okay. Um, people <laughs> listen to this podcast. Um, this, like, I think this is important that Paul followed up with this. I don't think it was by accident, you know, because he just got done telling you like, you know, uh, be like, speak truthfully to your neighbor. Right. But then he follows it up. Not what is it? Four verses later, um, about do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. So this is what I was talking about. So you can be truthful, but don't be unwholesome. Like, what does that mean? Well, don't be, don't be not kind. Like, don't be like angry in how you speak or like, um, or condescending or things like that. Right. Um, like speak truthfully, but speak it with love and, um, forgiveness and things like that. Um, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who are listen, uh, the, the, those who listen. So if you see someone like say you used to struggle with partying and drinking and you see a Christian kind of dipping, you know, their, their feet, you know, in the water a little bit with that, like approach them about that. Because obviously like that is something like you saying something to them is helpful for building them up, but how you do it is going to like, is going to, totally dictate that outcome like you can't just like go up there and be like hey saw you partying saw you drinking uh you don't need to be doing that um that's bad you said you're a christian you're not living up to it um so do better um i don't think that's the right way to do it at all you can be like hey i used to struggle with the party scene and wanting to be the life of the party and um wanting to please people and doing um and, and drinking to get drunk so that I would forget about like the worries of this life instead of trusting in God. Um, with those worries, I trusted, you know, in getting drunk to forget about those worries just temporarily. And let me just say that Jesus um, can fulfill your, your, your desire to, um, to want to feel loved or want to feel appreciated because Jesus already came and died for your sins and he already loves you so much. And so instead of seeking those things, I think it would be best for you if you sought out scripture and Jesus and finding um, your satisfaction in him and your fulfillment in him and not in the party scene or not in alcohol or drugs, because they'll never fill that hole that's inside your heart. Um, and so and so I think that that's like a, a good example of it um, be truthful. Like you still spoke the truth, right? Like both, both instances that I just said there, like they both spoke the truth. Like, yeah, you need to tell them to not do this, but 
is that really going to be beneficial to them if you tell them in an unloving way? No, it's going to trigger them being defensive and not actually wanting to listen to what you have to say. Um, rather than like, maybe you sympathize with them and say like, Hey, I used to struggle with this, but I don't anymore here. Let me tell you how, um, here, let me tell you how I don't struggle with that anymore because I see Christ in this and I fulfill that desire with something else. You know, um, I'm on a softball team or things like that. Like I, I find community in a better crowd than the party crowd now, you know, things like that. Um, because like in today's society, it's such like, there's such like a cancel culture that like, I don't want y'all to get canceled, you know? Um, but if speaking the truth in love is going to get you canceled, like it's worth it because for one, you spoke the truth. And for two, um, you spoke it in love because you loved them and you genuinely cared about them. And so you wanted to tell them the truth. And you also spoke it in a way that was loving and not condescending and not hateful, but rather just in truth and um, encouragement and things like that. Um, so, so I think that, you know, if, and also speaking the truth to someone, um, like make sure that you know the full story before you just approach that. But, um, make sure that you take your time and that you evaluate the situation, um, and that you, know what you're going to say before you say it and things like that. And also maybe seek out, um, you know, some godly advice from, you know, your pastor or from someone that you trust that is walking in step with the spirit, things like that. Um, but don't tell them names or don't gossip or things like that, but maybe just like give them a scenario and ask for their advice or what they would do, you know, in that scenario too. And then this one, and do not grieve the Holy spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So the Holy Spirit, like once you have believed, like um, actually like my pastor just preached about this uh, this morning uh, at church, you know, he was going through all the acts, like all these different times where it talked about the Holy Spirit and like when the Holy Spirit like um, comes upon someone. And like, it was always after like, once they once they believed in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came upon them, right? And so, like after like you believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Like it doesn't it doesn't leave you. you like you're marked with a seal, right? Like and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So that seal is like it cannot be removed. It's like a seal that signifies like on a letter, like a king would have like a signet ring or something like that, and like they would imprint it in the, in the, whatever it's called. I don't know if it's wax or what it is, but, um, like it would just signify like, this is a letter from me. This is mine. This belongs to me. And so like, as we believe in Jesus Christ, we have the seal of the Holy spirit marked on us. Like we are sealed. Our, our salvation is secure. Like we are sealed with that, but you can still grieve the Holy Spirit, like it says, well, what does it mean to grieve? Well, that's to do things that are like sinful in nature. You know, like in first Corinthians, Paul kind of talks about like how our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So like our bodies are the dwelling place of where the Holy Spirit dwells. And so what we do affects it. So it, it can quench the Holy Spirit, 
or it can grieve the Holy Spirit, you know, um, which means that you're, you're doing things that are not in step with the Holy Spirit, which are sins, falling into temptation, you know, things like that, um, that are just not according to God's word, but rather you're living for the world, yourself, or you're falling into Satan's trap, you know, whatever lie he's telling you. And then keep in mind, like as you're walking through your day-to-day -day life, um, to to get rid of, you know, bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Like, how do we even do that? Um, it's hard. Uh, like, that's all I'm going to say. It's hard. And how do we do that? I would encourage you to really just dive into the word. Like, dive into the word so much that whenever you feel bitter or whenever you feel angry or whatever you, whenever you want to say something slanderous, or whenever you want to have some type of malice or something against someone, just be reminded of God's word. And you know why I point you to God's word? Because that's where the gospel is preached. And that's where the gospel is found throughout God's word. Um, even in the Old Testament, it's found. And so where you see that Christ loved you so much that he was sent into the world to live a life perfect and free of sin, and then to willingly offer himself up as a sacrifice, as the perfect lamb sacrifice, without blemish, without anything wrong with him. And he gave himself up for us, for the people that were the ones that crucified him and put him on the cross. My sins, your sins, the sins of the people in the past that actually crucified him, um, the people in the future that are going to be sinning against him, that Jesus loved you so much that he came and willingly died for you. And that when he died for you, he didn't just die, but three days later he defeated death because he was free of sin and because he was the son of God, the only son of God. And because he loved us so much, he defeated death and sin for us. And so that if we believe in him, that we shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so like, if like this is my encouragement like like to get rid of bitterness rage anger brawling slander all of those things to get rid of those things be reminded of the gospel day in day in and day out be reminded of it because you can't be kind and compassionate to one another or forgive each other if you're not reminded of how Christ was kind to you how Christ was compassionate to you how Christ forgave you and so in verse 32, and I'm going to close it out with this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So Christ died for our sins so that we may be forgiven, so that we may believe in him and then be forgiven of our sins. And so just as Christ did that for you, just because Christ has forgiven us, like forgiven us, we also should forgive one another. Um, and so I thought this built off of, uh, of, you know, last week's where we were talking about judging others. It's starting to rain now. Um, but, uh, so I'm going to kind of close up with that, but just think about it, guys. Um, just be reminded and renewed by God's word day in and day out so that we can be able to forgive one another and be kind and compassionate like Christ was, because the only way that we can do that is to be reminded of who Christ was and what he said in his word. And so that's that's my that's my advice for y'all. That's my encouragement for y'all for this week uh, coming up. Whenever you're listening to it, I hope you guys are having a good um, a good day, a good a good week. Um, I hope that those are in college. 
you're finishing up final exams. I'm praying that y'all are doing good. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for tuning in and, uh, tune in next week or probably, it's probably going to be more than next week. It might be like 10 days or so, but tune in next time, uh, for the next episode, but thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, I truly am encouraged when I look and see like how many people are listening. Cause I can see like, I can see who's listening. I can see, you know, how many plays the episode gets and things like that. And it's just encouraging that people are tuning in and that people are listening to me because, you know, I'm just a dude just talking about God's word and talking about life with y'all. So thank y'all so much for tuning in and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day.